It's episode 95 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I am your host, Brian Barnett, and joining me this week is Josh Mobley. What up? This week we're going to talk about Destiny, the Warmind expansion. We're going to talk about Battle Chasers Night War. But first, I want to talk to you about socks because... It has entered. Actually, I'm a big fan of socks. It has. I'm also a huge fan of socks. It has entered that part of the year in Houston where it becomes just unbearably hot, and right. the room that I'm in right now is also very, very hot. And I, I noticed. Have a fan on. See, right now. I would, but I feel like it would make extra noise on the mic, uh, and Mine's, I don't. You don't hear mine, do you? I. I mean, I don't. I don't. It's because it's just a tiny one and you turn it to the lowest setting and you kind of point it a little lower than the mic so you just get a nice like breeze yeah nice, see the cool only breeze. option i have is this uh ceiling fan and uh, i don't really want to do well, that well i think this fan was like 15 dollars, so so buy. you should invest <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what? i do have like a tiny fan over there i totally forgot about it. it's hidden behind my yeah. monitor because i never use it you just have to do do tests and yeah. see where it is i've got it like it's on the floor just kind of aiming into this general region yeah but like my face Blowing gets across, a little bit of it for, you know for those listening at home which is literally everyone because this is not a video uh <laughs> josh was gesturing across his chest which uh is covered by this incredibly stylish jacket yeah with just some incredibly 70s and 80s like rainbow colored stripes across this it. is and this is from the uh her universe uh solo line it's a unisex jacket before you say her universe what uh they have men's clothes too and it has the messed up millennium falcon the one that's not as good yet no this is the this is the uh solo millennium falcon i know that's uh, what i'm saying it's the the, messed up one that's not no that's the opposite it's not the good one (laughs) i don't know it's not the good one that's really fast that we all know and love same ship (laughs) it is the same ship but i haven't seen that Uh, movie yet so it's not real yeah, and then uh, on the back it says Kessel Crew. It does indeed. Very cool. In very big nice disco rainbow. style letters. Yeah, uh, they did a so they did a basically a whole line of clothes for men and women and like accessories and stuff that looks sort of like this, like very seventies and stylish, but it's like subtly Star Wars. This one is a little more flamboyant, obviously, because it has a giant Millennium Falcon on it. Yeah, but. Some of them are literally just, like, the color scheme of the movie. So it's, like, orange and yellow and stuff, Uh, but it's, like, a dress, mm, you know? That's cool. And it might have, like, a tiny Wookiee somewhere. And it's, like, (laughs) it's supposed to be, like, clothes that look really nice. And then when you get up close, it's, like, nerdy, you know? Nice. That's I mean, I approve. I approve. Also, what... I approve as well. What would you consider to be a tiny Wookiee? Like, what? Five feet tall? Six feet tall? Probably five (laughs) feet tall, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Aren't you a little short to be a Wookiee? <laughs> anyway, no. So Wookiees are tall. So I, I, I am constantly reminded as I do this, as I as I take off my socks um, when I'm very hot, how big of a difference it makes actually in how hot I am. Like it's so yeah. weird. It's such a simple thing. Like my socks are very like I'll hold them up right here. They're very thin. Like they're yeah. just like thin athletic ankle socks. Stuff like that. Um, but even just taking them off, like, I just, I feel so much better. So just so you guys know, I've got my my very I mean, wiggly toes out on this much, one. As much as I love socks and I have a lot of stylish, you know, themed socks, uh, I do enjoy being in bare feet. Yeah, it's very nice. It just feels good. I don't know. That's right. Especially on it. a clean wood floor. 
Oh, yeah. Which I have downstairs. So nice. But it was something about, like, the carpet between your toes. It's a nice feeling. I'm getting that going right now, let me tell you. <laughs> you can't stop me, and you won't stop me. Uh, I wasn't gonna. But, yeah, so this is this is actually, if you didn't know any better, you might think that it's a, it's a sock or cotton, cotton blend podcast. But it's actually a video game podcast, so let's talk about some video games. Where do we want to start? What's the most pressing Man. thing in your life, Mr. Mobley? Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Destiny 2 at some point, but I have to talk about this other mobile game I've been playing. Okay. Called Marvel Strike Force. Have you heard of this game? I have heard about this game. Is this okay, still a thing? You know I, th- about- I thought it was going to shut down or something. Or is it not? No, you're thinking Marvel Heroes. I definitely knew a- about that, but I thought this one also... No. No, this one's sticking around? That's cool. Yeah, I, at least... Well, I didn't hear about it. <laughs> Now he's gonna. I was like, they just they just started a new event today. Why would they do that? <laughs> um, he's now panicked, searching the internet to see if anything <laughs> is happening to his beloved game. Seems seems fine. I don't know. That's good. Uh, it's um so it's like Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which for those of you that don't know, it's a free to play turn based RPG where you unlock new characters and they all have abilities and stuff and it plays like final fantasy but you grind to like level them up and you grind specific missions and you do like raids with your guilds and stuff to like unlock special like one of the events that was going on was like unlocking thanos shards because you know of infinity war and all that um but you'd think i would like the star wars one more because of because of me yeah and I did play you're literally a wearing ton of Galaxy of Heroes over the last year. Yeah. But the problem is I've gotten to this point in the game where, like, grinding for anything takes weeks just to get, like, oh, a new piece of gear, you know, for mm. Luke takes forever. Um, and also the game has gotten super bloated with, like, all these currencies and all these different modes, and it just started to feel kind of like a chore because they just kept adding and mm. not subtracting mm. or like, not like like pushing stuff into a more cohesive package. Why I like Marvel Strike Force is it's almost like uh, Galaxy of Heroes without all the bullshit. Ooh. Like less currencies. Uh, fewer, fewer currencies? Be- <laughs> yes, fewer currencies. <laughs> sure, whatever. Fewer currencies. I'm sorry. Uh, Almost the same amount of characters because it's Marvel and they have so many characters. Yes, it has all the raids and stuff, but it's like simpler, and you don't. And it's a. Uh, I don't think there's guilds in the game yet, but when you do a raid, it just kind of sets you with random people to do it with, which is actually really nice, and you get to do it earlier than you would in Galaxy of Heroes. Galaxy of Heroes, you had to get to like level sixty, which took like a month, two months to do. In this, like within a week, I was I was doing raids, and and then it was just setting me up with people, and we were getting you know vision shards and stuff. So I've been this playing actually, this. Actually, it's pretty exciting to me. Like this sounds like something I might be into. It's a cool. It's a cool game. Is it, I is it a free really, to play game? It's free to play. Yeah. Okay. Um. So <clears throat> it's called you Marvel can earn Heroes Strike Force or whatever. Yeah, Marvel Strike Force. Okay. So you can earn everything for free in game. Obviously, you have to grind and all that, but. Yeah. Uh, then you can buy orbs, which have, which are like, they're like loot boxes, but they have character shards in them, but also gear and stuff. Or you can buy like these bundles they do, which are like, this bundle will give you Jessica Jones, a bunch of this loot and a bunch of this stuff for this much money. Mm. And you can just pay that and get a bunch of stuff. 
Um, I have a I have a, a law that I do with free to play games like this, where if I really like it, I will spend money once, and then that's that's it. Mm. Um, so I did buy the Black Panther pack, which was like ten bucks, mm. and uh, so I got that and like a bunch of gear to start off with and stuff. But it's really fun. But that's just been my like. I got nothing going on in my life. I'm gonna you know finish my dailies and mm. stuff in in marvel and then move on uh but yeah and before we talk about destiny and obviously battle chasers do you have any other like tiny things uh actually yeah that leads perfectly into um i've been i mean we're talking about marvel like i've been up to my elbows in all kinds of marvel stuff you know for the past bit um comics or games uh mostly comics but also movies um nice so after Free Comic Book Day, which we I think we talked about and touched on earlier, um, I I picked up you know some cool Marvel comics, um, including I, I picked up a you know a, a Black Panther one. I picked up an Amazing Spider Man one. Um, I picked up Marvel Legacy, and I also picked up uh, a new Avengers. Um, comic book. I don't think it was New Avengers, but it was like the the Avengers. No, I know what you. I know what you meant. It was a new The Avengers comic book, uh, which yeah. is which has been great. Um, I've I really think they're relaunching the Avengers right now because yeah. like Free Comic Book Day, I got one and I was like, all right, sure. But it was good. Marvel relaunches their comics every three months, so it's like yeah, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, I will say I really enjoyed, um, although some of the stuff was pretty shocking, like in the Amazing Spider Man. Um, Peter Parker's obviously Spider-Man, but he's married to Mary Jane, who is also some sort of Spider-Man, and they have a kid who's also some sort of Spider-Man, and it's like... Yeah, I missed this. I was a DC kid through and through, so I, I haven't read a lot of Marvel. Yeah, it's like, what? So, that I mean, it was interesting, and she's like going through something at the school and stuff, uh, and Peter's actually teaching there. It's fascinating. And then the, the Black Panther one that I had had Black Panther and Storm in it. Um, fighting somebody together, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and the Avengers one is kind of the beginning of a new line. And this is the one that kind of really drew me in because it has a new version of um, Ghost Rider in it. It's also got um, uh, maybe not this one in particular, but there were some of the other ones that I read that had like Ironheart, which is like the new Lady Iron Man, the like young right. girl Iron Man. And then Lady Thor, which is Jane Foster, which like totally floored me as somebody who just watched the Thor movie again. Um, I was like, wait a second, she becomes Thor? That's pretty yeah. dope. And I know that they had Falcon become Captain America for a while, and yeah. then they were like hooking up. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a comic recently where it's like uh, Agent Carter is now yes. Captain America. Yeah. And I, it's so I saw the cover awesome. and I was like, that's actually really cool, but. I'm just like, man, I can't dive back into this, like, continuity stuff. Like, it's, I just can't. Uh, I'm just treating everything like a one-off. Yeah, especially, like, with the with the prices. Like, yeah. Like, the prices are insane. Like, yeah. uh, like, DC, they were like, $3.99, that's it. And we'll see how long they can stick to that. But, like, every Marvel comic, including Star Wars, which is why I only read the trades when they come out, is, like, $4.99. And that's insanity. Like, I can't believe how expensive they've gotten. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've done is I've taken to... Um, I don't know how many people out there have heard of it, but uh, Audrey, my wife, my wonderful, awesome wife, who came on the show previously, uh, 
rabid fans will know that she talked about This is the Police um, and reviewed that game because she beat it and she did better than I did because she is <laughs> awesome at that sort of thing. Uh, but she turned me on to this thing um, called the Biarchy of Needs, which is like a knockoff of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, but it's about how to save money. Uh, and like uh-huh. the first question is like, can you borrow it from someone? Like when you're going to buy something, ask yourself this question. Can you borrow it from oh, someone? Right. Can you thrift it? Is there a way to like just, you know, do some other sorts of things like that? And so we've been trying to, uh, you know, save money, pay off student loans and stuff like that by utilizing this and kind of thinking twice before we try to solve problems with money. Um, right. And so what I've been doing, instead of going hog wild at the comic shop, like I would love to, and spending literally all the money that we have, uh, I've been going to the local library, who act- uh, which actually has a lot of comic books, and they're all trades. Um, so I checked out yeah. a bunch of, like, I checked out some Ultimate Spider-Man, I checked out some Amazing Spider-Man, some of the recent ones, where, like, Peter Parker isn't some poor kid working at the Daily Bugle anymore. He owns like a multinational corporation where he develops. Like, he's basically Tony Stark, but is more of a humanitarian and is like helping poor people and giving criminals second chances to at life by working for him. So like Harry Osborn is like one of his top executives. Top man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so interesting. And he's designed like a new suit that's got a bunch of stuff in it. It's really cool. Uh, and then I read one where uh, today, um, I think it's called Spider-Men, where Mysterio uh-huh. actually transports uh, Peter to the ultimate universe where he meets Miles Morales. And it's, yeah, that was that whole crossover event. Yeah, it's did, I think. super cool. Super cool. I'm big into it. And the Avengers, like all this sort of stuff. I'm reading one on Doctor Strange right now where he actually uh, loses the title of Sorcerer Supreme. So there's a search on for the new one. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. It's good stuff. So, I mean, it's cool. it's it's been awesome. Like, I'm totally enjoying just taking, you know, maybe a half hour out of my day and just, like, going, sitting down on the couch, just, like, kicking my feet up and just reading some comics for a while. It's, it's very nice to not be – all of my jobs except for one have me looking at screens. So it's nice just to have, like, just to take some time and just be like, all right, I'm just going to sit back, just kick yeah. back, give myself a little break. I need to – I have a stack of – mostly star wars right now that's yeah. this high jeez i need to just take that's like an some eight, of those to so work for listeners that was like an eight inch high pile of stuff yeah. and then to those be are all fair, one of them is star wars legendaries which is this or not legendary uh infinities which is this thick that's but i've finished thick. most of it already nice it's just that the final stretch is not great and i just i'm like god i just gotta get through it it's the lord of the rings um, of star wars no it's just it's not canon but it's not even like legends canon. It's just like what ifs. Oh, okay. Um, and the first two were really good. The last one was kind of whatever. And then the what the the series they do after that is called the Star Wars, mm. and it's based on the original original concept screenplay for Star Wars before it is what it is now. So huh. it's like a lot of the same characters and like story beats, but told completely differently. The art is fantastic. The story is really bad. So it's a good thing they changed it. Yes. You're like, oh, God, I'm so glad this is not what we got because it would not be the thing it is today. Like, it lacks all of the, like, mythological references you know and love. It's very, very, like, Flash Gordon. 
Mm. Like people with like big old high collars and like crazy names. And it's just like, I don't like this. Um, But I want to read it because it's like fascinating, but it's also just kind of boring. The funny thing is that like Flash Gordon was a huge thing, but now nobody thinks about Flash Gordon. Everybody's talking about Star Wars. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Super pulpy and of its time. Yeah. Um, But the, the other two stories were really or there's three of them, but the other, the two of them were really good. They were, it's basically one of, one of, one of each of the original trilogy, but like, what if they changed one thing about it? Mm. Like what would happen? So in the first, in the, in the new hope one, it's what if Luke misses the shot on the death star Oh, and they geez. fail. So then they blow up the moon and they capture Leia. And then instead of killing her, they train her to be, uh, Darth Vader's apprentice, and so she becomes a Sith. What? And then, and then instead of the final battle be- being between, um, like, and Luke still goes to Dagobah and like trains with Yoda and all that stuff, but it's like they do this parallel thing. And then instead of the final battle being between Vader and Luke, it's between Luke and Leia in the throne room. Really cool. How do like they? How do they turn her to the dark side though? There's a there's a whole thing like Vader talks to her a lot and stuff. He reveals that like he's her father and like all this stuff. Huh. Um like I said it's like what ifs. It's just like let's change one thing and see what happens. And then the and other one that awesome. I really the other one that I really like is um it's the Empire one and it's what if Luke died in the snow. Oh jeez. On Endor or not Endor, uh Hoth. And so Han finds him and he's just like dying. And he's just like, we gotta go to Dagobah or whatever. And then so Han thinks that he's the one who has to go become a Jedi and go to Dagobah. And they go, and then Yoda's like, get out of here. And then he take, he's like, I wanted Leia, not you. Uh, so then he trains Leia to be a Jedi instead. So and in both like, of these stories, Leia becomes a Jedi. That's awesome. Well, in Legends, she did become a Jedi eventually. Oh, uh, interesting. And then... Because uh, so, I know that but, Han and Leia's kids did... Yeah. So, but what's crazy about that storyline is her outfit in in that story looks exactly like Rey's in the Last Jedi. Really, like, to a T. I po- I tweeted about it. I was like, look how, like it's uncanny how close these look. Uh, how long ago was this written? Oh man, like mid two thousands, I think. So, do you think that they took that look and used it as Rey's look? I mean, they, they they probably were inspired by it a little bit. I don't. It's not a direct copy, but it's cl- it's really close. Or do you think? Or do you think it's like a Armageddon Deep Impact situation, where they just came up with the same idea separately? No, because they reuse stuff in Star Wars all the time. Like, uh, they have tons and tons of concept art that they're just coming up with ideas and stuff, and they get put away in the vault. And when people are writing new stories, like if Dave Filoni needs new stories for the cartoon and he finds some concept art that Ralph McQuarrie made back in the 80s that never got used, they're going to use it. They're going to mm. be like, oh, because in their mind, it keeps in line like with the world. Everything they're making yeah. is just like part that's of the world. A, and even if they don't use it, idea. they're going to use it at some point. That's such yeah. a great way to do things. They even pointed out like there was some art for Empire Strikes Back that is like the Empire inside this old jedi or sith temple and there's like these obelisks with all these symbols on them they're like studying them uh that art never got used anywhere 
and it's being used in solo. They revealed that like we pulled this out of the archive and they were like, look, we should, Lawrence Kasdan was like, we should use this as like part of the plot point. This is really cool. So mm. that's apparently like an inspiration. There was stuff in Force Awakens like on Jakku that was in concept art for A New Hope that never got used huh. and stuff. So they just recycle a lot of this stuff like all the time. Um, that's cool. I I'm trying to f- trying to find the art of her outfit. There it is. Hang on, I'm gonna send you this. Okay. Cause it's like, it's like exactly the same. Oh yeah, I've seen this picture before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have seen your tweet about this. Yeah. Yeah, it looks very similar, except for the blue thing over it where Ray's is like, uh, just yeah. gray. But like, but other you than see that, what it's I very, mean? Where very, it's very like, similar. Yeah. Although it's, it's similar. Hey, Leia has a freaking purple lightsaber over here. So Mace Windu, not the only dude. I think that's discoloration because I think she takes Luke's. Um, I have to look in the book again, but I think that she just picks up Luke's saber. But here's a picture of uh, her as a Sith. Kind of a crap. Oh, yeah, it's not coming out right. Never mind. Forget it. We'll have to move on at some point. But it's an interesting book. But it's cool. It's, it's like half of it's pretty good, and then the other half's like not that great. Mm. Um, I mean, that's the way that a lot of things are. Yeah. But, so. uh, yeah, other than that, it's like I got all this Star Wars stuff. I got this comic Giant Days that I started reading and didn't finish, and then I got all this like stack this high of free stuff from Free Comic Book Day that I want to read, so... It's a whole thing. Speaking of getting things, uh, I actually yeah. got something. Um, I'm like, I'm really, I'm simultaneously really great at saving money and really bad at ever doing anything nice for myself. So uh, after free comic book day, uh, I saw some things in the comics, in my local comic shop, Bedrock City Comics. If you're uh, a Houston local, you will know about that. Um, but she encouraged me to uh, treat myself and get myself something nice, in quotes. Uh, so I haven't opened it yet, just because I've been very busy. But I picked up, uh, I picked this up for myself, uh, which is, it is a, a nice fully, Mario. It's a fully posable SH Figure Arts Fire Mario. And nice. he's got like fireballs and he's got his is classic. Is that one of the world of Nintendo figures? because uh, those are pretty nice i have a i you can't it's a band it's a bandai it's from 2015 okay because um, i know toys r us rip it is had, definitely 100 uh, percent japanese because like if you look like all, oh yeah literally all yeah. the text on the back is japanese i have back here you can't see it i have a little animal crossing villager i got from toys r us that's cool that is one of the world of nintendo ones and they're really nice um, yeah, this one looks great. Like it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't this high quality. But it looks freaking just like him from the games, um, mm-hmm. like down to the smallest details. Um, it's it's freaking fantastic. I mean, it's got the official Nintendo seal and stuff like that. And it's made by Bandai, and they make great stuff. Um, but it's like fully posable. He's got like different hands and fireballs and stuff that you can like pose them with and a fire flower and all that sort of stuff. I'm really excited about setting it up. I'm a little bit terrified that my 
that my cats are going to like do stuff with it. So I feel like I have to like hide all the parts that I'm not actively they're using eat it. and like put them in a particular spot where they're not going to find them. Uh, right. I'll mostly have to probably keep it up here on my desk. Um, and I've also got something else coming that I'll, I'll show off uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll put out pictures on social media and stuff so people can see the one that I got. Um, uh, but I've got something coming tomorrow, actually. It was supposed to come today, but I'll, I want to wait until Chris is on the show because I think he'll be pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's basically what I've been up to. Um, we were talking about Marvel characters earlier, and so I wanted to mention something that happened to me. And I don't know if any of you out there have ever had this happen to you, but I had something kind of garbo happen to me. So getting into all these Marvel characters, reading all these Marvel comics and all this sort of stuff, and also playing Dragon Ball Fighters. I kind of started thinking, hey, there are other, you know, fighting games out there that include the characters that I'm very excited about. Why don't I go back and play Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? I own the game on Vita. Let me just mm-hmm. fire it up. Uh, and so I went back through there and I was like, ah, I must have deleted it. Let me go and hop on the shop and just re-download it. Nope. Capcom had removed it from the store. Yeah, I think that was a whole new story, like a couple, a couple uh, years ago. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Which is really dumb. Yeah. So that was something that happened, and I was like, "Why would you?" It's it's. I checked. It is still available on PS4. It's still available on PS3. The only place that it's not available anymore is the place where I literally own it. And not only did I buy that game for full price, I also bought all the DLC, and now I just don't have any of that. Yeah, I mean, what sucks is, like, when you buy a game digital, I mean, yep. that is what it is, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it sucks. Like, I, I mean, that's why some games it's nice to have the physical copies. Um, yeah. Especially a lot of older stuff. Yeah, um, but then again, it's like it's tough because you have to keep all this hardware around. Yep, just to play them, and then it yeah, it's tough. Like game preservation in general is tough. It, it's um, even hard enough when the company doesn't like withdraw something. Like it, yeah, there are people out there who would love to play PT, but they can't. You yeah, know? I have I think, it, but like, I, how long is that going to last? I'm sure that PT has been dumped somewhere. Maybe. I'm sure PT is safe. Uh, I think even if Capcom deleted it somehow off your PS or not Capcom, that would be that would be insane. If Konami had the power to like delete it off all the PS4s somehow, <laughs> Capcom's going around deleting Konami games. <laughs> yeah, I think that it would be safe. I think it would be safe. I bet that there's some, enough people like it that somebody. Yeah, there's some like PKG file somewhere on the internet. Yeah, um, and when and you know. 10 years from now when the PS4 hacking scene is like super prevalent and stuff or you you'll or be there's able just, to just like, like tons of PS4 emulators on PC or whatever. Yeah, you'll be able to just get PT. Like I I think I think people love that so much that uh I think it's somebody had safe. to have figured out a way to do the, it. The question is about all these like AA games and yeah. stuff or these like indie games that only are ever available digitally and then they just go away one day. Yeah. And they were never put on a disc. It's like all these like MMOs and stuff that get shut down. And then you're like, well, I guess I can never, ever play Lord of the Rings online ever again. Yep. Which I know that came back online now. Yep. But 
there's a lot of games like that and it's depressing for a while i couldn't afford to pay the monthly fee for world of warcraft and so i played on private servers and stuff and it's garbage like even the best ones you find are just awful and it's like if i mean we we shouldn't say if when world of warcraft goes offline like there are a lot of people who are going to be bummed about that like who there are tons of people that i know that i talk to um and that is literally the only game they play and they play it hours and hours and hours every day like it's it's their thing and when that goes away i mean they can move to something else sure if there is something but i mean that's it's it's a bummer it, I mean, it yeah. makes me it makes me glad. There are also like littler, smaller issues. Like for example, in the launch um, version of Bloodborne, there's an item duplication glitch that you can utilize to get basically whatever you want. You can use it to um, basically give yourself consumables that can let you rank up your uh, weapons super high, um, and it mm-hmm. makes the game easier because you can use those consumables and duplicate that stuff as much as you want. Um, but if you only own that game digitally, there's no way for you to experience that. Now, if you want that, I mean, in, in the speedrunning community and stuff like that, like if you're doing that, like that's a fantastic thing to be able to do. I own the disc, so I can do it, no problem. But um, but it, it, just little things like that are lost. Like if you want a particular, um, if you want a particular version of something, like you really have to work at it. Like you, you can't, play it online or you know there's all sorts of weird things that you have to do and I, I just wish it was easier i wish you could select from a drop down like i want to play this version of the game or something yeah. like that you know to make it easier to preserve all these weird little idiosyncrasies that we don't get to uh, we don't get to hold on to now some of them suck and it's nice yeah. to be able to update and stuff like that but like there's certain quirks and stuff like for example in uh, in a particular version of blaze blue they had a really awesome combo that Hazama could do. And it was literally my favorite combo. It was so satisfying. Um, for those who are big Blaze Blue heads, it was when Hazama could do the, um, let's see, the 3C into Devouring Fang combo. It was, uh, it was magnificent. And then they came out with a patch and they're like, no, we're making it so you can't do that. And I'm just like, oh, now I don't even like to play this character anymore. So it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just these little changes that I just wish we had more control over as consumers. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Did you, speaking of just like MMOs and like weird things that go offline, did you ever read that? Um, I don't know when they put it up, but Game Informer like years ago, I want to say six plus years ago, had an article I've never forgotten about. And it was about the final days of Star Wars Galaxies. Mm. Did you ever read uh-uh. that? No. I, was, I mean, I never played that game, so I wasn't overly interested. It was super fascinating, but also really depressing. Like, they basically talked about the games, like, last days, and then they interviewed a bunch of players about it going away, and it was just, like, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still not really a way to play Star Wars Galaxies anymore, even even in the in its original form, or even its form, like, when it, when it ended, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad because there, there's so many games like that. Yeah. Like Matrix Online. I know it's a st- I know it's stupid, but sure. like yeah, yeah. But if you ever were super curious about it, yeah. you can't just go play it. Yeah. You know, it's gone. Um, 
This might but, not literally be true, but I I like to think that everything that exists is somebody's favorite thing. I somebody's, I agree. Like yeah, somebody I get somewhere. sad. Yeah, I I get sad when I go to like some random first person shooter and no one's playing it online. Yeah. You're like, I wonder if anyone's on Battlefield 2 and it's just like one lobby with two dudes that like still haven't moved on. And you're like, oh, that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there were still a bunch of people in here, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's not how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Let's talk on. about let's talk about another first person shooter. What do you say? Oh, Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Battlefield Five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently that is going to be a thing. So yeah, that's next week, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. So like, we'll see. And they say like uh, May Let's take guesses really like quick. Do you think it's modern or are they going to do something weird? Because I think they're. I would gonna, say they're modern. I'm going to say modern, just yeah. because I'm just I'm going to throw myself on that grenade like Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved uh, someone. <laughs> It was like all three of the Battlefield games from the last, like, the, every other year. And it was like, I love that they're so consistent. And the first one was Battlefield 4, like, as as the number 4. Yeah. And then it was Battlefield 1, and then Battlefield 5, but a Roman numeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be modern day again. Also, which, the, the funny thing is, and I need to, I need to just freaking red box this, but, like, I I played Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, loved it, really enjoyed it. Haven't played a Battlefield game since Battlefield, which was the one where you go to China. Is that four? Four. That one yeah. wasn't very good. That was that's literally the only that's literally the only Battlefield I've ever played. Ah, three was really good. Four, not so great. I've heard one was good. One is fantastic. The campaign in one is the best battlefield campaign that's ever existed it's very good mm. and it's only like five hours you can blaze through it in a day mm. uh i may have to and do then, that and then we'll see what this new one is like but i also uh, the, i might i might want to see if i can st- I, i'm sure i could probably do this i can still probably red box uh world war ii the call of duty world war ii one. Oh yeah so yeah nobody's but renting that right is now. that is that uh well the question is is it still at the is it still in there it that's, should be. That's my question. It's probably really popular. It's popular enough to where they keep it in there, you know? Probably. Did um, you play it? I played, like, the first three campaign missions and was kind of just bored. That's not super promising. Um, <laughs> and coming from someone who was, like, obsessed with World War II as a teenager, that's saying something. Mm. Uh, so maybe don't then, maybe don't waste my time? I mean, you, if you're going to red box, you might as well see. Uh and then That's the true. multiplayer. Like I don't. I've never played zombies because I don't have like a. I don't have a group of people to play zombies with, and I've just never really cared. Yeah. Because it is like the way that I was hearing it described while I was at IGN. It did sound like a Destiny raid. Like zombies at high level gets so complicated. Mm. But I was like, I don't even have anyone to play that with, and I don't really care that much. Mm. And then. Ever since Modern Warfare, which I think Modern Warfare was the last one that I really like fell in love with and loved the multiplayer. Like it, it just feels like I saw you first. So I win it's, you know, mm-hmm. like there was, there wasn't really any like counter and even modern warfare had a little bit of that, but I felt like it was a little, like a little better. Um, the TTK wasn't t- 
too fast. It's too fast now. Hmm. Uh, and and then in that game, it was like a little slow sometimes. But um, I I remember a couple months ago, I went and played a lot of Modern Warfare just randomly because I have the remaster, and I'm like, this game is still really good. Hmm. Like all these years later, it's fantastic, and they added so much in the remaster. I um, think that's also available uh, to rent. So I, I'll probably do I think that it is because now. I've, I've literally never played that game. Um, you should. The it only has... Call of Duty games I've ever played were Black Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare. So I don't want to like <laughs> tout it as this amazing every, every Literally everybody thing, does. So. But it, it is really good. It, it definitely is one of the not, I don't want to say best, even though it's really good. It is a one of the better uh, single player campaigns in a in a first person shooter it takes itself very seriously and all of the missions are very different some of them are all out run and gun some of them are vehicle stuff some of them are infiltration some of them are like you and one other guy stealthing through a town Mm. you know it's and and it's it's all really good and actually tells a really good like military thriller Mm. um that's like well written and engaging and also fun to play and then the multiplayer is fantastic and it had a co-op mode that was amazing and i don't know why they haven't done it since it was like incredible it was basically single player pve missions where you played with one other person and you had a goal and usually and usually it would be like you and a guy are in a forest and you need to get from point a to point b but there's all these enemies and if you get caught, you'll probably die. So then you had to do the whole, like, all right, you get the guy on the left, I'll get the guy on the right. Count to three. Like, one, two, three, pew, like, fire. And you had to, like, sneak and stuff. Like, so good. That game is fantastic. Hmm. I mean, but this anyway. is getting me pretty amped up. Yeah. I'll have to walk down well, to the freaking if you get the remaster, CBS I have it on PS4. <laughs> I will, I'll play with you. Because yeah. I, I really like that game. That's the last Call of Duty I really, like, fell in love with. Hmm. I'll have to check Ever that since out. then, I feel like it's gotten... It's all been like weeds, weed and like other, Doritos and Gatorade. Yeah, Gatorade <laughs> and like Trump clan tags and like that's all it is now. It's it's like all right. But is, Josh, don't you want to make America great? <laughs> it was already great. I, I'm I'm going to take a step out on this limb and say I don't think America's ever been great. <laughs> There's too much anyway. freaking red in the ledger of America. It's it's all right. Red is one of the colors, it's a, Brian. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good. I w- I will say this as somebody who's been all over the world. It's a pretty good place to be, but yeah. let's not pretend that it's like some freaking. I especially it's especially obnoxious when religious people are like, but it's it's the oh it's just God's people, and I'm just like no no not even close. America, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be worse. That's the slogan. Uh, it could be it could be way worse, but it could also be way better. Yeah, very true. Um, Middle of the road. I'd give it a five out of ten. (laughs) I wasn't supposed to bring up Battlefield because we were supposed to talk about a different first-person shooter. It's true, but it's fine. But then we went down a rabbit hole like we do. But yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, the Destiny Warmind expansion came out uh, last week. I feel like nobody has been talking about this. Like, I didn't even, until you mentioned it, that was like, oh yeah, the Warmind expansion coming out next week. I was like, what? I've literally heard no one talk about this. So I listen to way less gaming podcasts now, so I I can't say that I can't I can't dispute that. Yeah. Uh, people in the Destiny community 
are pretty positive. I'd say mostly positive, mm. but not because it's like good necessarily, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Why would you be it's positive if something's not good? Because it is a giant leap toward uh, what everyone wants. Osiris was like bad, like in hindsight, really bad. And it and it just continued this like, I mean, yeah, thing it was, that it was people boring. didn't like about the game. Yeah. So then they did the three patches. They did January, February, and March, where they had these big, sweeping, like quality of life patches, where it's like, all right. And this was after that summit that you talked to us about. Yeah. So after March, I was like, all right, we're getting somewhere. This expansion feels like a giant leap forward. It's not there so it feels yet. Like they, so it feels like they understand what needs to happen and they're working on it. Yes. Okay. They've been very vocal. They released uh, an updated development roadmap today that had some amazing announcements in it. Okay, like what? That everyone's very excited. So they announced a Crucible PTR that's not really a PTR. What it is is basically... Uh, pe- the uh, people a, have been a PTR asking for, for this. people who, who don't know is a public oh, yeah, test ahead. realm, uh, which is basically a way for in a lot of other games like world of warcraft they will uh release a ptr that people can uh go on to to kind of get a preview of what's coming in the game it's not live yet and it's definitely not final code or anything like that but it's like a way to get a look at like here's what things are going to look like when the new balance changes hit or when new content goes live and stuff like that so yeah so they've been periodically they, they've had a development roadmap that they've been sharing with everyone, and they've been periodically updating it every, like, month and a half as mm. stuff passes. Yeah. And they've moved things around. They even say, like, all the time, a lot of this stuff might not make it. Like, Mods 2.0 is supposed to be out, but then they moved it all the way to September because they said the design has expanded and gotten completely different than we originally intended. It's going to be way better. So they're like... Way better than it was. Yeah, way better than mods is now, which they even admitted was bad. And mods is not like the mod system in Destiny Two, not good. Yeah, um, they're like, we could have met you halfway with this mods 2.0 thing in April, and you guys would have thought it was all right. But we have a way better option. Uh, we're gonna move it to September. We promise it's gonna be awesome. You know. Mm. So they've been kind of doing stuff like that. Today they released a brand new one where uh, they announced a new patch that's coming to which has improvements. It seems like they're doing things really fast. They're starting to do things fast. They used to do things every three months, and it was infuriating. Uh, so two weeks from now, there's going to be a new patch that has the faction has faction rally improvements. We don't know what the improvements are, um, but there's new gear and stuff that's been data mined because faction rallies like aren't really that great right now. They're kind of just like yeah. you pick one, and for a week you do stuff, and somebody wins at the end, and then... You yeah. can get a gun. You know, it's like not yeah. totally great. And you and there's no way to check like who's winning. You know? It's not yeah. like if I'm pledged to new monarchy and I go in and I'm like, Future Warcult's beating us by like twenty percent. I gotta I gotta buckle down, you know, like that Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's like that would be yeah, better. at the end of the week, it's just like somebody won. And you're like, all right. Uh like there's no investment. Um the other thing they announced, which is the PTR, it's called Crucible Labs. And basically, it's going to be its own separate game mode that is a, a like upcoming version of the game where people can test new balance in the Crucible and then give feedback in time for them to change it. Um, and then that's awesome. Yeah. And then also two weeks from now, in that same patch, we're getting the exotic armor sandbox changes, which 
we got all of the the exotic weapon sandbox changes in this expansion which were great they're so good and now we're like armor still sucks so now we're gonna get exotic armor changes which we have no idea what any of them look like yet. I'm sure we'll learn over the course of hmm. the next two weeks what they do. Because right now, like Destiny 1, you used to have armor sets for everything. You'd be like, I yeah. got my Vault of Glass raid gear. It helps me kill oracles yeah. faster. It helps me like run relics faster. It helped, like, it, helped, yeah. it helped me with all this stuff, you know? And you would, and then there's the Taken King set, yeah. which is my favorite Warlock set. Yeah, and that or the Dark and Below, all that stuff would great. help you in those raids. Like it was incentive yeah. for you to go back in. There's none of that. Yeah, because you're like, I need, yeah. I need these freaking weapons because without these weapons, this first encounter is really yeah. hard, and it'll be easier if I have better so stuff. They're working on getting there. Like D2 armor right now, it's just like, how do you want to look? And then you put a mod in it, and you're like, okay, that doesn't do much cool <laughs> that's like kind of where it is right now uh like someone on the yeah. subreddit brought it up perfectly they were like weapons feel better than they ever have but weapons are 50 percent of the loot armor still sucks you know and it's like yeah that's a good point that means half the loot pool yeah. still kind of sucks you know um but they are working really hard it seems like and they'll end all of the stuff they've like it's a it's like a completely different game uh than it was i'm excited to jump back in i literally like i literally i have two i have my ps4 right next to um right next to my computer and i've got yeah. it plugged up to my second monitor um so i can basically play while i'm waiting on something or working on something else and i've got two games here and the first one obviously dragon ball fighters yeah. but right behind it destiny yeah. 2 because i'm i just updated it i'm excited and to jump back the, uh, in and you try have the this pass, out so you just jump I do in. indeed. Thank you very yeah. much for that. I had um, an extra one. I was like, what am I going to do with this? Uh, yeah, give it to somebody who will yeah. use it, and I'm about to yeah. use it. So, so um, this this expansion's been pretty good, is what I'll, the way I'll put it, mm. even though I'm... First of all, you've only played two missions. Don't go, eh. What? Nothing. <laughs> played for like... Thanks. I played for like... Thanks, Nicole. Legit maybe 40 hours last week. Um, because, uh, there was like the, uh, the alignment of planets happened. So I, I got offered what? my job the week before and I didn't start oh, until okay. you don't mean, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking in no, destiny. No, no. I was like, what? what? That would be cool though. But, uh, that would be, but cool. then I didn't start till this week. And then Nicole was out of town. So I had mm. zero to do. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here and play Warmind. <laughs> so I literally played Warmind for like almost probably 40 hours last week. Uh, story's bad. That like, sucks. Just, it's bad. I, I'm not a fan. Of, as someone who loved the lore and the grimoire cards and stuff in D1, I'm not alone in that. I in my displeasure of how they're handling the lore lately. How does it how does it compare to the final D1 expansion? Rise of Iron, which is yeah, which I I thought the the story was okay. Yeah, it I was thought. okay. Um but I re they needed to stop saying Siva so much. They said it way Siva. too much. They haven't said Siva yeah. once in D2 yet, but which is weird because they make it seem like it's a big deal. It's a whole thing, yeah, and and it's funny because people brought that up too in this expansion. That's all about war mines. They're like, why is exactly. no one talking I was like, about I, Siva? Um, I fully expected that to be a thing, and it's not a thing at all. Not, no, 
Let, let me lay this out. The campaign's four missions. You can beat it in like an okay. hour, hour and twenty minutes. Well, I'll pro- I'll probably freaking mainline that. Then. Um, it's not great at all. Like it actually made me angry when I was done. Oh, that's but thankfully everything else in the expansion is so good that I was just like, all right. And it's like, it's over. I can go actually just like play the game now, you know? Okay. Uh, it's like, Oh God, it's over. Thank God. I can go like grind for these weapons and like do strikes and stuff. You have, you have like the same personality quirk as I do because like of what you said with the campaign and then what you said about this star Wars book, it's like, well, I just have to, I have to finish it. So I might as well just get through it. It's like no, we you and I both need to learn to just walk away from things. Yeah, but the but it's like the campaign is just like once it's over, then it's like it's like that part in that episode of South Park where they're playing WoW and they finish the thing and they're like, "What now?" And it's like, "What do you mean, what now? Now we can play the game." Like that's that's how I feel lately about the Destiny campaigns. I'm just like, "Oh, now I can go do stuff." Yeah, and I'm sure it unlocks, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's the same feeling so, as what? getting to level 70 in Diablo 3. You're like, ah, now I can actually play the game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, when is freaking season 14 coming, man? I'm ready to jump back into that Yeah, game. I've been thinking about it a little bit. I could I could play some Diablo. But uh, yeah. I still haven't bought the Necromancer, so I guess that would be a good excuse to finally do that. It is. Um, Dude, yeah, we should definitely yeah, we do, should that. do that. That's all great. Right. Uh, Especially because those that, that, that class is yeah. awesome. And all the armor sets are, like, really different yeah. and interesting. I'm very excited. But uh, back but. to Warmind. Campaign sucks. Crucible feels better than it ever has. They actually are doing kind of a WoW thing where... And a, and a COD thing, weirdly. So, like, there's two different... Uh, if you love fish, you're going to love this yeah. Crucible mode. <laughs> you're going to love this COD. Uh they have two different <laughs> ranks that you can grow in. So they have Valor, which is okay. sort of like in Call of Duty, you're like just your level. You just keep leveling. So like you go into quick play or you go into whatever the weekly is, like if it's doubles or mayhem or whatever, and you just play. If you win, you get more points. And if you lose, you just get some points and and you go. And if you rank up, you you gain access to buy like a new like new special guns or like a ghost or something Mm. and then if you get to the top rank you can reset and if you can by september reset twice there's an exotic ghost that you can get that's really good Mm. so it's Mm. like something you know it's like that carrot like way on the stick where you're like all right i'm gonna go into crucible and like grind away like toward that ghost you know it's like how any idea about how long it would take i mean i'm assuming probably since a while until september a like while getting to so you start at rank zero which is called guardian and then you, you i've gotten to the first rank on both and that took a while actually so it's not like easy like you're not going to just get there in a weekend like you it's something that you're doing over time because you're committed to it which i actually like um and then the other one's called valor which is your competitive rank. You win, you get points. You lose, you lose points. And what's mm. interesting about this one is the rewards in it require you to get to certain levels. So they are levels that will be completely locked out for lots of people. Like, uh, they there's guns in there you won't get if you don't reach a certain rank. Um, like if you get to the third rank, which is like the top 40% of the player base in, in competitive, 
So it's like arena rewards yes, in World of Warcraft. Exactly. It's like gladiator arena yeah. rewards. So if you can get there, yeah. you can get if you get a rating of a like twenty four hundred or higher, you yeah. get this freaking. Dragon you get to you get the chance to buy like Regis Claymore, which is this pulse yeah. rifle that has a unique perk on it, which I don't know that I don't think they're gonna ever put this perk on another gun ever again. And what it does is wow. it has outlaw on it, which is the one where it's like you get a headshot, it reloads faster. But it has its own special perk called rodeo, which says that when you proc outlaw, the rate of fire of the gun goes up. So if you can keep landing headshot kills and reloading, you just get faster and faster and faster and faster, like as you go. And it makes the gun mm. super sought after, but you have to grind competitive. You have, to, you have to grind competitive. I've been playing competitive a lot, and I am only rank one. I have to get to three. So it's going to take a little while. And I've been winning most of my games, too. Uh, mm. But it's going to take a while. But they have stuff for that in Vanguard also. Like, the more you level up uh, or, like, earn engrams through Zavala, you'll earn the access to special guns that you can only buy during this season and stuff, which is all, like, really cool. And then there's new quests to get new guns to grind for, and you have to actually grind for them. Like, you can't just get them in a weekend same like same mm. idea and then there's like a bunch of collectibles around and then there's the new mode escalation protocol which is like a wave-based horde mode which is so hard i've only ever gotten past the first wave and it's with nine Jeez. people so it's again it's like oh man i want to log in every week and get my powerful engrams which are now like the only way to really level up is to do your weeklies you can't just play all weekend and get to max light anymore. You have to like mm. log in, do your weeklies, and then like that's it. And like it gets mm. slower and slower. So it's like how it was in Destiny yeah, 1. But it's like in a good way, weirdly. Because um, it doesn't take all of your time. No. You can just do the things and then you're done for Yeah, a while. exactly. Um, but then it's like, mm. but now it's like I'm incentivized to get my other characters up and running so I can level up faster. Because then it's like I did all the weeklies yeah. on my Warlock. Now I'm going to go my hunter and do all my weekly so I can get even more stuff. Yeah. I'm going to send her all my weapons, you know? Um, this is the, this is the same rabbit hole that I fell down with destiny one where I was like playing freaking dozens of hours and like leveling up all my characters and yeah. doing all that sort of weird stuff. Yeah. And like they, what's good too is like with the raid mods they've added and like the way that all the exotics work now, with the new power level and the way the engrams are working, like raiding, I actually am like every week now, I'm like, I want to go raid. Like, I want to go do all that and hang out with my friends and like get, get the gear I need. Whereas before it was like, I already did the raid. I'm done. Now everyone in my clan's like, let's go. Like, let's raid. You know, it's, it's weird. It's like, that's cool. We all got super excited yesterday. Cause we're like, it's reset day. We can get, we can level up again. You know, <laughs> like, that's uh, cool. So it's a nice feeling, and as far as that is concerned, I think the expansion is a success because it's it's getting me mm, thinking cool. about like when I'm at work, I'm like, boy, I can't wait to get home and like finish Call to Arms so I can get a powerful engram, you know? Um, nice. But uh, uh, yeah, other than that, it's like the campaign was still bad, um, but everything else is still really good. And then they also announced there's a patch coming in July. Uh, that has something called the Solstice of Heroes seasonal event. 
That's all they said. They didn't say what mm. it is. Um, they're bringing back bounties mm. from D1, okay. but we don't really know what they're doing with that. They're taking both of the raid layers that they have that came in Osiris and the one from this expansion, and they're giving they're putting in prestige versions, which are harder mm. versions of those. Um, PC is getting clan text chat, which I'm surprised it didn't have before, honestly. Yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. They're going to unveil the triumphs thing for year one, which if you've been mm -hmm. playing long enough, you get, you know, the triumphs thing. It's like do a nightfall, do the raid. If you do everything, like you can buy a shirt that has like, a, you know, a thing on it. Um, and it's only if you finish. Uh, and then more exotic armor sandbox changes. And then... Yeah, and then in September, there's a bunch of, like, stuff, like gear collections, a record book, weapon slot changes. The theory is they're going to go back to the way it was in D1, where you could have a sniper in your second thing and stuff. They're like, okay, mm. this didn't work. Let's go back to what was good, you know? Um, mm. Weapon randomization, new gameplay modes, and then a bunch of stuff they haven't revealed. So, like, the future's bright, and if you haven't played yeah. since Vanilla, it's, like, a totally different game now. So I think people should come back and like see but at the same time i have a hard time telling people who aren't obsessed like i am to come back because it's maybe not enough but it's it's like if you just want stuff to grind for like if you like the loop of playing destiny if you like hanging out with your friends and shooting stuff and like knowing that at the end of the long road there's like a cool gun you know waiting for you or something i think it i think you'll have fun but if you're like man i really want some cool like story content and like a really vibrant hub world to explore that has like secrets in it and stuff i think you're going to be disappointed and you're probably going to have to wait till september but if you are like if you if you're like me and i think brian you're probably like this person too where you're just like oh man i got this quest that's like i gotta run five heroic strikes there's probably something cool at the end of this. I'm going to go do that, mm. you know? Then then yeah. you'll probably be satisfied like I am. Um, but, I, again, it's it's different shades and stuff. But I, I'm overall yeah. happy other than the campaign. I think they still have some work to do with the lore team, and I think they're aware mm. of that. So we'll see how it is. That's, a, that's, a, that's all I got, cool. basically. And you and Chris need to cool. find a day when we can run... I want to run my Titan. I've literally not played my Titan so that I can play with you guys, and it's hampering my progression. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, what do you say the latest we do something this weekend? Yeah, we can do that. That works I'm not for going me. anywhere this weekend, so we can do that. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, I also played a lot of a game this week. Yes. I may have played about the same oh as you played God. of Destiny. Uh, but this was uh, for a review, actually. Yeah. Uh, and the embargo is up now. Uh, actually, the game, since since last week I couldn't talk about it, and this week not only can I talk about it, the game's out. Um, oh, it's out now. And that game, oh, yes, that game that. is Battle Chasers Night War. Yes. I've been hearing about this uh, for a while. The, yeah, it came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was already out on Steam. That's why. Um, but I reviewed it... Uh, on switch so if you want to see my review and read that and see a bunch of screenshots and you know hear what i uh, what i have to think like my detailed thoughts about that go to nintendeal nintendeal.com and you can check out my battle chasers uh night war review yeah. 
Um, spoiler for the end of uh, of my review, this game's freaking fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. I know that it's done, um, uh, at least the art is done by one of the guys who worked on Darksiders, the first one. Joe Madureira. Yeah. Yep. Because he's a comic book artist, and, right? Yes. And Battle Chasers started as a comic book series. Um, oh. So there is there is an accompanying comic book series to this. Mm. Um, and Dishonored, or not Dishonored, um, Darksiders um, is this team's previous game. So Darksiders are made by Vigil Games, and several of the people, of the developers from Vigil split off to make a, a development studio called Airship Syndicate. Um, and the artist, Joe Madureira, split off and did that as well. Um and made this game. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War is a team-based, turn-based RPG. And it's set in a really interesting world. So at the beginning of the game, you and your kind of ragtag team are in your airship, which is basically like a... If you know anything about World of Warcraft, think like the Horde airship. Like the Zeppelins. Where it's like... Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a Zeppelin, but at the bottom of it, there's like a a seaworthy ship, mm. you know, and stuff like that. Also, I love that freaking. So the lights went off, uh, in front of Josh. And so now he just looks like Dr. Claw or something. <laughs> he looks you like a freaking I do need Bond to turn villain. my lights on, but it's, it's uh, getting dark up here. Yeah. So basically you, you're shot down. You're one of the, the party's mage wants to check out this Island because he heard that there are giant like stores of mana there, which fuels the world's magic and its technology, because this is a world where not only is there magic, but there's also really advanced technology like war mechs and stuff like so that. So it's like Final Fantasy VII. So, <laughs> except different, because the, the world doesn't feel... It feels more fantasy than that. So it's like steampunk, um, kind of. Kind of. Um... But it's it's really it's really interesting. So one of your team members is a war golem named Calibretto, and he's your healer. But he also he hits so hard with his regular attack that it actually uh, applies a sunder debuff where they take more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and like each, th- th- there's so many cool systems layered onto this game. Uh, let me just tell you <laughs> up front, I haven't had this much fun playing an RPG since the golden age of SquareSoft. Wow. Like, not since so like bet, so, Final Fantasy. So compare that to Octopath Traveler. Do you like that combat system better? Or, or I would um, say, or do you like this combat system better than that one? Because I think that Octopath Traveler is one of the best turn-based combat systems in like a long time. It it is good. It is good. It has. This is more a. Octopath Traveler, for those who haven't played, the demo's out now, so you it's can been play out it. For a you while. can play Octopath. Yeah, it has it has been out, and it's good. And they just released the um, the uh, the information on the final two heroes, so now we know all yeah. of the. What that travelers. comes out in June, right? Uh, I want to say yes. I want to get that special edition. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the the game sounds fantastic. I'm definitely getting it. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but I. Battle Chasers reminds me a lot of the turn-based combat from Final Fantasy X, where, like, uh-huh. they tell you who's going next, they show you how your actions impact who goes next, 
and stuff like that. And I just I think that's the perfect system. Like as far as turn based systems go, like that's that's right. the one. having tactical if you like, go, information. Yes, um, and it's true turn based, not like the active time battle from a lot of the other ones. It's true turn based. Like if it's your character's turn, turn, you can get up and go and make yourself lunch and come back, and nothing will have happened. Yeah. Like, that's the sort of stuff that I like. I don't like the whole active time battle thing, although there is, like, some tension that's created with that, so that's fine. Um, but basically, just imagine that sort of a thing. But um, you have six total team members, and you can have three of them on your team at a time. Um, and it's really hard picking <laughs> picking the three right. because each one has, like, something really cool they right. can do. Um, you also have... Um, so they each character has their has like three different limit breaks that they can mm-hmm. get basically they're called burst abilities but you're unlike something like Final Fantasy 7 each character doesn't have their own meter it's a pooled meter for your entire party oh for um, the mana so not for your mana for your um for your like overdrive oh. abilities so like for example um the the party you start with is Gully which is like a young 9-year-old girl who um, basically her the whole story of Battle Chasers is um, Gully is looking for her father, um, Aramis I think his name was. He's a legendary hero that went missing a couple of years ago, and the only thing he left behind were his like artifact gauntlets that have just immense power. Basically, if you can utilize its power properly, you can like throw mountains around. Like you have godlike powers. Mm-hmm with these gauntlets which has made this young girl a target for a lot of people and so battle chasers basically revolves around some of like one of her father's friends and war buddies and the other kind of ragtag band of people that she's kind of gathered around her to protect her from these crazy people who are trying to steal these gauntlets um so you start off with her father's war buddy garrison who is a swordsman he used to be a paladin but now he's like a sellsword. Mm-hmm. And he has like crazy weird dark powers that have to do with this artifact blade that he has. Artifacts are like these legendary things in this world. And each artifact has weird stuff that it can do. Um, I won't give away what Garrison's blade can do because it factors heavily into the story. Um, but each artifact has like really weird powers. Um and they encounter some early on in the story that kind of move the story forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Garrison, there's Gully, the young girl with her father's gauntlets, who's really strong. She acts as like a tank character. Um, Garrison is like a DPS character. He's got one melee attack that does a lot of damage. He's got another one that does less, but then it adds a bleed. And then he's got special skills that he can get where like, okay, however many characters are bleeding, I can heal myself for that. Or you know, I can cause the bleeds to move around and affect more people. Like there's tons of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's also two different talent trees per character that feed into different play styles. Um, There's all sorts of stuff. They also have such a smart mechanic that I love. It's called overcharge where when you use your weak attacks that don't cost anything, you generate overcharge, which goes and sits on top of your mana. So, and you, it gets used first when you use special abilities. So if you burn through all of your mana, you can do a couple of weak attacks and get enough for a special skill. So you're not going to go through... If you play cleverly, you can go through a really long dungeon and never run out of mana and never have to go back. So like you can legitimately um, go through the entire game and never have to rest 
uh, at a inn mm-hmm. ever. Um, it's so cool. Um, and so I, I tended to do that, which actually kind of backfired on me because when you rest at the inn, that's when you get a lot of the inter character dialogue oh, yeah. and a lot of the character development and stuff. When you so rest it's like at a inns. Bioware game, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's, it's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in this game. Um, the, the visuals are just so good. And the music is excellent. Um, it's on Switch. It I did have some frame drop issues, and the game did crash twice. Um, but I I'm assuming they're gonna patch that soon. And I played it also. Um, uh, Airship Syndicate was nice enough to also give me a, a Steam code for it, and the game r- just runs beautifully. And it has some more like kind of visual flair on that one as well. Like when you're selecting a character, they're like highlighted in green which the switch version doesn't have i'm not sure why i'm not sure if that would have been taxing like an additional tax on the system uh i mean if it's Um, like particle effects it it probably would have been yeah yeah um but you can also on the pc version you can um you can sit with the standard 30 frame a second or you can have it go to 60 um when you're in dungeons Hmm. which is like the 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 battles are silky smooth. Like it's 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 freaking fantastic. The only things that I will say are I could use more enemy types. Yeah. Um there are there are quite a few, but I could there are I mean there are bats in every dungeon. <laughs> there are spiders in just about every dungeon. It's like I could have used some more It's always bats. Um some more variety and stuff like that. Well, the interesting thing is they have bats that do different things. So like they've got They've got like vampire bats and then they cause you to bleed. And then they, every time they attack somebody who's bleeding, they get health back. Mm -hmm. So like, there's all sorts of interesting mechanics that are going on, but it's like, it's a, it's a reskin bat. You know, I could have used, I could have used something else. Um, but I mean, everything that's there is really, really good. Um, you can get, if you want more perks, you can trade in artifact, like little artifact fragments to the collector and buy books that give your characters more skill points. Mm. Um, and there, there's there's all kinds of stuff um, that you can do with this game. There's a crafting system. You can make potions. You can craft um, armor and weapons. There are ultimate weapons for every character in the game. As there should there be. There are hunts. There are mo- yeah, yes, that was it was it's been so long since I've played a game where characters actually had ultimate weapons that were called ultimate yeah. weapons. And like they do cool stuff, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, make you want to go get them. Hunts. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think I have all of them, but one. Yeah, I think I have all of them, but one. Um, no, I have all of them, but two. I don't have Nolan's, who's the party's mage, uh, and I don't have Calibretto's, who is the uh, the war golem. I have everybody else's. Um, and they're not—they're actually not that hard to get. One of them, one of the ultimate weapons, I was actually able to get um, two dungeons before the end, so I was actually able to use it um, a lot. And let me tell you, man, once you get that ultimate weapon, I got—I uh, got Red Monica's ultimate weapon. Uh-huh. Once I did, made the game so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like demolishing bosses. It was yeah. great. Is definitely the one of those moments in RPGs where you're like, now I've finally gotten to the power fantasy right. part. Where I'm just like blowing people away and destroying yeah. everything. Progression means uh, nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I was going into a brand new dungeon. Oh, which I didn't mention. The dungeons in this game are randomly generated. What? How do they pull and, that off? With the with the and, whole story and all that. And they're repeatable. And they have three difficulty modes. And you get a different quality of loot when you oh finish. Oh my based god, on what you dude! Do. You're selling me on all this. This all sounds great. And when you get, if you do the legendary difficulty, um, dying in the dungeon resets the whole dungeon. Oof. My God, you took me there, you took me to the edge, and then you pushed me right <laughs> off. <laughs> it's so good. The, the game looks great. The characters, uh, I wish that I had read the comic book series beforehand, uh -huh. and I, st I still haven't, but it's my plan too. I think there are like nine comic books that are is available it, now. Is but it I know ongoing, that they, or do they finish? It's it's not go It's not ongoing, and this is part of the story. This game is part of the story. Okay. Um, what I will say is, um, the, the end of the game really is a tease for a sequel. Yeah. And I, I'm very excited to see what, like Mega Man 2, what they can refine about this game. And just, because there's so much good in it, there are so many cool systems and they all pretty much work. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I didn't use the crafting system over much. Although you do use the crafting system to make your ultimate weapons. Mm. You don't just get them. Like you have you to, have to get, like, like do things different. And all that. Yeah. Well, you, you get like, you'll find, Oh, and I totally forgot about this. There are treasure hunts. Like you'll find treasure maps mm. just randomly about. And like you read the clue and it's like, Oh, okay. Well I, I'll go and dig there. Yeah. Um, also another thing I should say, there are no random battles in this game. You see the enemies on the, uh, <laughs> Josh just made an OG oh face. Oh my god, man. Random <laughs> battles suck. They do suck. Um, the overworld is also a series of like walkway, like lines and stuff. So it's not like free wandering. Like there are like pathways where you'll walk down uh -huh. and stuff like that. Um, uh, and you'll open up new areas where like new stuff is going on and things like that. There's the, another interesting thing that I'll say, and I know that I'm just like lavishing praise on no, this game. Let's go for it. Uh, I just talked about One, Destiny for like 50 hours, so go for it. It's it's, defi it's definitely true. You did. You talked about it for a long time. I'm going to talk about this for as long <laughs> as I possibly can. One of the cool things that this game does is, you know in RPGs where like every time you walk up to a switch or a lever, you press mm -hmm. it? That's not always the best idea in this game. You <laughs> like, just die sometimes? Or like, or like when somebody asks for your help, not always the best idea to help them. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't know. Like in, in my review, there's a, there's a picture that I posted and, and it's you walking up to this, um, to this tomb. And I, I, I hit a next to it and it's like, you see a pile of bones. For some reason you feel a, just a deep seated desire to pick them all up. I mean, they're not going to use them anymore. If somebody has to have these bones, why not it? Why not yeah. you? You know what I mean? And I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know if I should pick these bones up or not. And then eventually I did, uh -huh. and some, definitely something happened later on. <laughs> but it was like, it's one of those things where it's like, you do something, and it's like, you have no idea when this is going to pay off, if it's going to pay off immediately, or if it's going to pay off, like, way down the road. Uh -huh. There's something that happens in the first dungeon where there's someone who's trapped inside of a coffin. And depending on how you interact with them, something happens three dungeons later. Uh, and it's like... This is so interesting That's to cool. me. It's cool. Like, I, I love yeah. that. Like, I, I flipped a switch, and it's like, 
or there, there's this there's this book that's laying out, and it's like the story about this guy who really wanted to take his treasure with him to the next uh-huh. world, and he didn't want people to get their hands on it, so he so he disguised uh, two other treasure chests. Or some, or like other chests or something like that to throw people off the scent. And then right next to that book are three treasure chests. <laughs> and it's like, sh- oh. w- one of these has something good right. in it, I know, but the other two are probably traps. Right. Can I figure out which one is the right yeah. one? Did you? Like, and it's did you not, actually figure it out? Uh, I did, but then I was so curious that I also opened the other two treasure chests. <laughs> And let me tell you, man, I was not ready for what happened. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it's there. There are lots of little touches that I that I just love. Like there are interesting uh, mechanics. The supers are all really varied. The um, like you can just you can just depending on what items you have. There are also there's also fully craftable enchantments that give you different things. So like if you want to make one of your characters more tanky, you can add like their um, you can add like all resist. Or something, you can make it so when they, you know, you can get rare enchantments like vampirism, where it's like there's a chance of you like taking health from other people. Like it's, it's just cool, man. It sounds cool. It's just a really cool game. Um, honestly, I think it's better than Persona Five. I'm not a Persona um, which fan, I know is, so I know a lot of it's Persona was great and it has style like freaking you would not believe. But I had way more fun playing this game. Like, I just, I could not put it down until I finished the review. And then immediately upon finishing it, I was like, I'm now going to beat this game on PC. And I started playing it. And I'm like three dungeons in. Nice. Like, to the PC version. And it's somehow harder than I remembered this other one being. But it's all like, those particle I'm playing effects. with different characters. I'm playing with different characters and stuff like that and, and stuff. But it's just... It's just really fantastic. I highly recommend you guys go read my my uh, review on Nintendo and freaking pick this game up. It's good. Um, it is it is forty bucks on Switch, which I know sounds a little steep, but like, let me tell you, this is one of the best games on Switch. That's saying something because uh, there's some good stuff. There are some really fantastic games on Switch. I think this belongs in every RPG fans library. Wow! Like when I when I saw the art for this game. And the, the intro video does not look that great, but the drawn, um, like cutscenes uh-huh. where it's like images and stuff like that, um, one over the other are just, they're so good. The art for this game is so good and the gameplay is tight and it's interesting and it, I don't know, it's basically it takes a genre as old as video games itself and like makes it new and fresh in a way that I haven't experienced with a lot of other RPGs. Um, It's fantastic. I really can't say enough things about it. I think this is going on the short list of like my favorite RPGs ever. Wow. Um, It's really good. That's saying some for sure. And the story, this, the, the, it, it has weak points. Like it's, it's not the most polished game. Um, I know that the story will leave some people feeling lacking. Uh-huh. One of the characters is, I think, heads and tails over everyone else as far as voice acting is concerned. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite character in the game is the last one you get. Um, and he's freaking super awesome. So uh, it, I, I can't say enough good about this, but I need to stop talking about it so we can talk about something <laughs> else. But freaking 
Battle Chasers Night War is amazing. It's worth every penny of the forty bucks. Every penny, um, everyone. If you don't, you hear that? yeah. If you if you don't have uh, enough money, wait for a sale. But definitely pick this up. If you like RPGs, you like turn based RPGs. Like try this game. It's really good. So cool. you got me excited. So yeah, and I was already pretty like uh, not hyped, but I I was interested just based on I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Dark series, so I was already pretty interested. Yeah in that even though it's yeah. not at all like it but uh no not at all like it but th- let me tell you uh i never played darksiders 2 after playing this game i'm probably gonna go play darksiders 2 darksiders 2 is okay um, it's just not as good like and that it has that like yeah. bioshock 2 thing where people grief it for something that it's not rather than what it actually is you know um yeah i just think that what it is isn't what i wanted i wanted more darksiders 1 um, which is basically Darksiders One is basically like a really cool, gritty, post-apocalyptic kind of biblical scope Zelda game. Yes, um, like it's a it's a really good 3D Zelda game. Um, but it has God of it has War cool combat. abilities. Exactly. Yes, it's 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 really good. It is really Guys, good. I want to play that. Really the War Mastered Edition was really cool. Um, yeah like they upgraded it to 4k and and like 60 frames a second and all that it's really cool uh i may need to pick that up on pc do you own it on pc already i do okay because if you i think if you owned it on pc at the time they just gave you it uh no i i had it uh i had it on ps3 okay yeah, I had it on PS3 so also, and then I had a PC copy, and then I got the War Mastered on PC. But I think the uh, if you have Game Pass, I think it's also on Xbox Game Pass. I do not. Yeah. That's I a great not. game. And yeah. I think War Mastered Edition, even if you don't own it, it's like 30 bucks, you know? So hmm. it's not yeah. that bad. It's probably even cheaper now, because it's been out for a couple years, like a year or two. So yeah, the only problem is before I spend thirty bucks on that, I gotta buy Celeste. Yeah, Celeste is one of those do, like must yeah. own games. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think I'm probably I think what I'm probably gonna do is if it's available somewhere to rent, I'm probably gonna rent Near Automata and Monster Hunter World just to try them, just to see what's up. Uh, Near Automata definitely because it's like one of the best games in the last ten years, and uh, Monster Hunter is fine. Uh, <laughs> you guys were all about yeah, it. Yeah, but a while. then like everybody got way ahead of me, and then it's like, oh, no one wants to play, and it, it's just, uh, it's not quite my type of game, if that makes sense. Like the all when people it's, talk about yeah. it, it sounds like it should be my kind of game, where it's like you grind and you get armor sets <laughs> and you get the perfect loadout, and I'm like, I'm all about that. But then actually like playing the game, I'm like, I don't like these like uninterruptible you know animations yeah. and how clunky it kind of feels i'm just not into that if you could if you could cancel your moves into dodges can you or uh no? depends on what you're using okay. um and you can if you can do you that can like and they made it of, like a dark souls combat oh man i would be so you in. know what uh, but it uh, but to me i'm like what if it'd be cool if it was and I know people are going to go, but that's Evolve. I want Monster Hunter, but as a shooter. But, like, Evolve wasn't really that. It, you know what I mean? I mean, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, because it was a multiplayer game. 
I mean, like... So you want single play... You want single player with multiplayer possibilities. Of Evolve, but more than just one monster, like a world. Yeah, I want, like, oh, let's go... Let's go fight, you know, the Rhino Badar or whatever. Just some monster name. <laughs> let's go fight that, because, like, if I get fight another the one of its horns to drop, I can get this, like, gun with horns on it that looks super cool and shoots grenades or so you know what i mean like i want that experience um it'd be cool if they did something like that in destiny where they had bosses and stuff that you fire but they're not gonna i don't know that they're gonna do that but yeah yeah i would i would definitely want something like that for sure i think that'd be really cool yeah i mean that's it's interesting it's like i like the loop but i don't like the gameplay if that makes sense for monster hunter but Mm -hmm. near automata Whew, boy, that is that is for sure one of the best games in the last ten. Now years. is is that one? I just need to wait for a Steam sale. Uh, it's been going on or, sale a lot lately, but um, or is a is a rent good enough? Is this one of those that like I need to play it more than once? Because I've heard that like when you so start playing them, when when again, people it say it has multiple endings, it's hard to describe. So without spoiling anything. No, I mean it's not. Or is it just hard to it's describe? It's just kind of hard period. to describe. Like it's not that you are, um, beating it. If that makes sense. God, it's so hard to describe. No, it doesn't so make sense, Josh. You play for like fifteen hours, and it's the first ending. There's twenty-three endings, and they track. What? But this is the thing. Some of them are the first ending is the one that takes the longest to get. Uh. And some of them are just by like doing something super random in a menu or like somebody goes, Hey, go that way. And you go the other way. And it's like, you went the other way and everyone died. The end. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, like it, it, it's in, and then on your save file, it tracks. So it's like a choose your, it's like a choose your own adventure game. No, but, or like, like choose your own adventure, like book, but like, but the way it, it's so there's a full game Turn to page 23 everyone dies. There's a full story. Let's put it this way. There's a full story and then in five specific points in the story count as like endings because they sort of are like their own thing. So you play the first like 12 hours as 2B the main character and then when you when you start the game again, you play as the guy she's with. You play through the whole game again as him but but as him and not her. And then okay. after that, you play as a different character that you've met over the campaign doing completely mm. different things. And then you do that a couple of times. And those are like your five core endings. But then over the course of the game, like one of the endings is literally when you're in. So one of the one of the your loadout things with your. You know, what this sounds like this actually sounds like um, have you ever played the zero escape games? Mm hmm. Those out there will know I've been a huge advocate for the Zero Escape games, like um, which are 999 and Virtue's Last Reward and the Zero Time Dilemma. I've been telling people to get these games. They're they're like puzzle room escape type uh-huh. games. They're fantastic. But a lot of a lot of these will have like weird um, endings, like in the middle of the story or whatever. And they fill them out like on your save file. It'll show you which endings you've gotten and which ones you haven't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, like that. so it does. This kind of does like sort that. of do that. Um, but like for example, you have a um, 
And you don't get huh? in those games. You don't get the true ending until you get all the other endings. Uh, so I don't know. If I don't know if there's a the you necessarily get like a true ending. It's just that you got all of them, in in a way. Mm. Uh, but um, so one of the endings is literally, and I got this just because I was like, I wonder what this does. Uh, you have a you have you get chips which are like plus ten to health, and they take up a certain amount of space. And as you level up, you get more like RAM to fit more chips in, mm. right? One mm. of the chips is called like the primary chip. And when you read the description, it says the, it's like the basic chip. Do not remove this. You'll die. You know? And you're like, and you did. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah. you pull it out and your character goes and just falls over. And it's like the end. <laughs> uh, huh. Like, it's just dumb stuff like that, but it is, that it's is cool. really good. It's fantastic. Combat is amazing. The bosses are amazing. It's just one of those games that's like unparalleled in how good it is. I I played the demo of that game. The demo or the beta or whatever. It was some Probably something demo, like that. Yeah. And I thought that the enemy design really sucked. Um, like it was just a bunch of wooden dummies. And I was like, this looks stupid they're not wooden and but i i liked the i liked the combat okay um it gets better and then i fought the boss and it took freaking it forever and if you like philosophy this whole game it's I like do. a whole philosophy lesson ah oh, crap well i gotta get it now <laughs> it there wisecrack <laughs> did a great video about it it, it, it spoils the game though so you want to play the game first but it's go. all about why it's like the most philosophical game ever <laughs> pretty much really yeah. uh huh. it's got a lot going on in there um that's like really really Crap. cool dang it well i'm glad i brought it up because now i have to buy this game <laughs> it's a cool game i i fell in love with it after the after the playing the demo and then got to play the full game and was just like this is this is like an amazing game and then of course it came out i'm gonna be one of those people that's everybody concurred my thoughts so yeah i'm gonna be one of those people that like so far after uh people are talking about it i'm gonna be talking about it wow. I'm be like, hey guys new check out how good this game is everybody's like yeah it's we like know it's 20 it's like ex- it's like ex- exactly it's like when I was. It's like when I replayed, uh, or when I not replayed, when I played Final Fantasy VI for the first time, and when I played the original Doom for the first time, which were not that long ago, uh-huh. like within within the last year, probably. Uh, and it's yeah, it's like yeah, ever, literally everyone knows that Doom and Final Fantasy VI are. Good, yeah. It's like I was, I was discovering yeah, especially it for Doom. The first time. Very good. Yeah. By the way, I've been I've been thinking about getting into some Doom 2016 again. Yeah, it's a great game it's freaking fantastic uh, man what else is there to to talk about there's just so many good games to there play are, and things to watch and there really really are um i've been watching my hero academia that's great yeah, everybody's been telling me um, i'm supposed to watch that and i'm just like i don't know guys i don't know if i'm there yet it's good like i find you don't but have to I watch find it. myself getting so um disinterested with like shonen stuff as i get older if that makes sense mm. yeah like a, yeah. i see yeah. when i see um show well, i bet you're really not impressed with our dragon ball talk then <laughs> i mean again i i stopped watching dragon ball when i was like 11 
or 12. Yeah. And it's not because I... When you became a man, you I put became a man, I put it aside. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it's not because I hate it. It's just that I was like, I think I'm done. You know, after being obsessed yeah, yeah, yeah. with it you for need, like three you need different years, stuff. you know, yeah. um, and I've always just kind of felt that way. I, feel, I was like, and, I feel like I'm done like with Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I always see those shows where it's like action is the primary focus. And I find myself being not interested at all, which is weird because I like the Star Wars cartoons where that's like another one of the primary focuses is like, it's called Star Wars. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, but I, but I don't know what it is about anime. And I, I, I feel like I've seen so much good anime that is like transcended just you know violence in every episode that i that i'm just like i expect more from it maybe <laughs> i'm not sure i i will i will tell you this uh my hero academia is a more emotional story and it's about more than action sure it's a it's about people's relationship to power it's about the the focus of society and whether heroes are actually good or not like the idea whether the idea of heroes is good right and has a good impact on society or not um it it asks more questions and it i mean it it makes me have the feels so i will i will tell you this like i say with one punch man just check out the first episode i have episode. heard that one punch and man it, is good if you have not oh my god if you have not seen One Punch Man, One Punch Man is the show that you need to watch immediately. Okay. And the reason the reason that you need to watch it is because of all that stuff you just but said. But I have about to watch Man. like all these other things for these other things. And I don't know that I have time. It's true. You know? It's true. It's true. Uh I tell you what, I tell you what. At some point you and I will watch One Punch Man okay. together. We'll, well put it yeah, that we'll way. put it that way for now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, that sounds like a plan. But it is. I, it'd be a good but excuse. Because yes, but because of your opinions about shonen anime, One Punch Man is the perfect yeah. anime for you. Because that show is simultaneously the ultimate glorification of ridiculous power fantasies, and also a complete send up and satirical examination of all the other anime that right, are like then it. I, then I do are, need a good yeah. excuse to see this then. It is what it is a thousand percent commentary about shonen yeah. anime. If you think that Goku's power is absolutely absurd, like and how strong he gets and how ridiculous that he started as just like some little boy right. and now he's fighting literal gods, like One Punch Man is like so far beyond that. It's just ridiculous. Alright. We'll do it. It's great. That sounds it's great. great. And that's not to like say that people who like shown an anime are dumb or whatever. It's just like, it's not my thing sure. anymore. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, to each I like own. things like the Miyazaki movies that are like very whimsical and childish. And I also like, you know, like Violet Evergarden. And I like Cowboy Bebop because it's like violence. Isn't the premise, you know, yeah. not that I'm anti violence, but like, I like that. Uh, I find that things that are, more violent premise it's like that's sort of it you know like i, I want a little yeah. bit of, i want something to think you need, about you need some you need yeah. some meat i need some meat yeah. to, 
and the the idea about I mean that's a great point. Cowboy Bebop has some fantastic action, but like like you, Spike isn't looking for action. Yeah, he's like he's not he's not going into a situation trying to get physical with somebody. He's you know he's going to try to do things you know passively if he right. can. But when stuff goes south, he's got those freaking Bruce Lee moves, and he's got to bust them yeah. out. Exactly. And get them. I watched a great... Oh, what a um, great show. I actually watched a great video essay about Cowboy Bebop. And it was about how, like, yeah, this show's cool when you're a kid and you don't really know why you like it, but then you watch it as an adult yeah. and you're like, holy crap, this is speaking to me on so many levels. Yeah. And they, and they, they were... Uh, and what they were saying was it's because it's a show, not necessarily like, you know, Seinfeld where it's a show about nothing, but it's like the characters have already done their arc. They have nowhere to go is like yeah. the idea. And so it's just, how do they live with themselves? You know? And I was like, that's really interesting. <laughs> and I don't mean live with themselves. Like, how do you live with yourself? But like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's not, it's not about some great, redemption arc it's just them in their yeah. day-to-day it's like all the whole like leaving it's the, the day-to-day crime of bounty thing hunters. already happened Faye losing all our memories yeah. thing already happened jet leaving like his wife leaving him and all that stuff that already happened you know it's like now yeah. they just have to you know live with themselves except ed who they point out is like you know the exact opposite. well yeah but but ed's ed's uh Ed's arc isn't going to come for a couple of years. Exactly. <laughs> like after the show, she'll go through some stuff. Now she's just, she's just a kid. Especially after like that whole episode of like her dad. <laughs> yeah. Her dad's like, Oh, I'm off. Another satellite fell or whatever they were doing. I think that's what they yeah. were doing. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting view into that world, which is like the, that's, I think that's some of the highest praise that you can give to something is like this is just a fleshed out world and these people just live in yeah. it and you believe it like it's it's a trashy future like like trigun it's very similar like i get very similar like like vibes from trigun except trigun is like more out there um right but whereas like trigun like trigun's also less the earth and so. yeah they and then they like everybody died right pretty much yeah, except for vash yeah. and his brother and a bunch of other people. And then, yeah, and then the people who make up the towns or whatever. Spoilers, spoilers for, uh, for light spoilers for Trigon. For Dragon yeah. Ball? Oh, Trigon. I heard Dragon Balls. Like, what are you talking about? Not even talking about that. <laughs> light spoilers, light spoilers for Dragon Ball. Goku came from another yeah, planet. Yeah, he's an alien. <laughs> he's an alien. Why he's so strong? Who was meant to destroy the world. Very true. That's all. It's all yep. facts. All right, I'm good. You got anything um, else? Not necessarily. I don't know. Okay. Not anything really. I mean, I mainly just wanted to talk about destiny and stuff, and then everything else was just gravy. Destiny. Yeah. I'll also, also, I will mention just because I'm very excited about this Star Wars celebration for next year finally got announced, and uh, it's in Chicago, which. Uh, is better than Florida, not because Florida sucks, but because it's closer and it's also halfway. It's literally the middle ground for everyone for a long time ago radio. So yeah, there's no like, are you guys all going? I'm going uh, for sure. I went last year and it was amazing. So I'm going to go 
Uh, I need to go at some point to some to one of these. It's to a maybe, convention. Maybe in I'll be general? able to. Like, is that what you mean? Specifically to Star Wars oh, Celebration. I think they're awesome. Uh, and they're very, like... I mean, I'm sure there's some weirdness that goes on, but I feel like it's a very positive place. That's what uh, I've heard. That's what Brian and Max yeah, were saying. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's like... People just... It's just like uh, uh, being in love with this thing for like four days straight, and you just get to see all this cool stuff, and you get to be excited about all the new, you know, things, and like see all the cool people that are involved in making it and like all the imagination i think it's it's like all the overwhelming imagination that this fandom pours into it even though i would say a lot of the fandom is like really negative and toxic right now there's still mm. beyond that people like me people who listen to my show people who i interact with i'd say like the vast majority of fans pour so much like love and passion into everything they do and they all do something so different that it's like you know you get to interact with people in the 501st you get to interact with people who are in the droid builders club who spend like three years making their own replica r2d2s that work and stuff and then you get to see like people's costumes you get to see little kids like dressed up as like their favorite characters and like being excited and like, I don't know, it's a whole thing. And then you get the cool costume mashups, which are amazing, where it's like Jack Skellington, Darth Vader or something. Or it's like... I love yeah. those weird crossovers. Or it's like a whole crew like of the... Disney princess Jedi, you know? Um, yeah. Like, those are really cool. And and then it's just it's just fun. I don't know. It's just really, really fun. So that I'm very great. excited to go. Uh, we're going to try and do a panel, but they haven't released panel uh registration yet so we're waiting um but I'm, oh man i'm really hyped we were hoping it was gonna be in anaheim because then i would have only had to drive six hours but yeah that would it's be fine i've also i've been in chicago but i've never like been to chicago if that makes sense like i drove mm, through yeah. it to get somewhere else uh i i've always wanted to go so it's like it's also just a good excuse to go and hang out in chicago and do other stuff yeah so that yeah. sounds great. So I'm excited about that. But other than that, I, nothing That's else cool. is really going on. Just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out, having a good time. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 95 of The Platformers. If you have opinions on something we said in this or any previous episode, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. And if you want to hear me ramble on about Star Wars a bunch, you can go to starwarspodcast.com, listen to A Long Time Ago Radio, which is on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, and other awesome podcast services. And uh, that's it. That's about it. If you want to uh, follow the show on Twitter, it is at PlatformersPod. Uh, when we are streaming, it is at twitch.tv slash theplatformerspodcast. Please review us on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps other people to discover the show, and uh, we don't do any advertisements or anything like that. Um, advertisements, if you're from a British-ish yeah. place. So that's pretty much the only way that people hear about it is if you tell them with your own mouth, with your own yep. lips, my lips, or uh, or if you give us a or if you give us a review on those things. So we really appreciate Check out it. These lips. Uh, if you want to suggest, <laughs> if you want to suggest a topic for the show, hit us up on Twitter as well. Um, it's been a good week. Yeah. 
Uh, I hope that, uh, that it's been a good week for all of you out there listening. And uh, have a good one upcoming until the next time we come at you. Because until then, we are out. <laughs>